We just heard two new Rigor Mortis songs never played before on WMSC. And uh, probably, oh, man, we had Reign of Ruin and also Fragrance of Corpse. You just know from those song titles, they were amazing songs. Um, I believe actually Reign of Ruin was about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre sequel, um, just the second movie from 1986. And uh, that was right around the time when Rigor Mortis was actually recording their first demo with Bruce Corbett. And uh, just amazing days. They actually had the song The Troll on there, and for some reason it never made it onto an album. I'm just I'm disappointed they never got around to doing that. Oh, well, whatever. But um, I guess let's let's check out some Gamma Side now. Uh, let me just take a look at what I recently got. And uh, I was able to locate, actually, a copy of Gamma Side, Victims of Science, from actually this place in Brazil, which was nuts. And going to start off with Victims of Science and then maybe also play the uh, recent Gamma Side songs recorded. Well, actually they were written in about 92, but they never got recorded till about 2004 to 5. And um, here we go. Just listen to this right now. This is Scott Shelby from Orbeast and Gamicide, and you're listening to Japan Dicks, Rock and Metal, Pandemonium. Believe it. <laughs>
All right, that was a double shot of Gamma Side with Victims of Science and Against the Grain. Now, keep in mind, Against the Grain was one of those bonus tracks on this release. Uh, it was written around 1992, but they never got around to recording until about 2004 or 2005. Now, obviously, got to uh, mix it up a little bit. Here is some War Beast with the Day of. Stay tuned to MSC right now. And by the way... Um, Check out me on TuneIn.com. Go to TuneIn and search for WMSC. Scroll down a bit and search for Japan Next Rock and Metal Pandemonium. It's pretty easy to find. That's the Friday 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. slot. And uh, it'll be pretty easy to find that. So definitely look that up. And you can access all sorts of uh, interviews I've done as well as also archived shows. And I'm trying to reach back. It's kind of like this. Trying to keep up with weekly shows now and trying to get into archives, working backwards. Um, right now, I'm around the May 2014 levels. So keep in mind, it's going to take me a while to get back, but um, I'm working on it. So here we go with War Beast, the day of from Destroy. Stay tuned.
and that was just a double shot of War Beast with nobody in the day of. Now, keep in mind, at 9 p.m., that's 20 minutes from now, I'm going to be airing my interview with Yoshiki, the drummer of X Japan. And can, keep in mind, people, you got to hit up Madison Square Garden tomorrow night. It's like a once-in-a-lifetime show to see X Japan at MSG. It's just like, you'd have to be insane not to go. So definitely go. Now, coming up is some... Um, King Diamond from Fatal Portrait. This is Lurking in the Dark. And stay tuned for a little bit more of X Japan. Stay tuned. And this is Japan Nick of Japan Nick's Rock and Metal Pandemonium. You're listening to WMSC 90.3 in Upper Montclair, New Jersey. Uh, it is Friday, October 10th. And tomorrow night, X Japan is performing at Madison Square Garden. So you definitely want to hit that up. Um, if you're wondering, I did get the uh, story published in the Aquarian Weekly this week. Um, it really came out fantastic. But the thing is... I only got in 1,500 words or so, so a number of things had to go. So tune in in 15 minutes so you can hear that exclusive interview I got with Yoshiki. Stay tuned. This is Francis Oliver from Rattlehead, and you're listening to Japan Nick's Rock and Rattle Pandemonium. 
this is Henry from Witchhaven, and you're listening to WMSC 90.3. This is Digestor, and this is Clevator. This is Fermentor. This is uh, Dissector. <laughs> sorry, sorry, right over there. You can't, no, he ran away. And sorry. we are ghoul. This is Gethsemane Cortez from Taking Over. Hey, this is Dave Chaos from the Crumbums, and you are listening to WMSC with my good homeboy, Nick. Hey, this is Carlos Regalado from Bonded by Blood. Hi, this is Yoshi, um, German, tennis pianist from Japan. This is Rat Skates of Overkill. Hey, hey, what do you say, boys and girls? This is Bobby Blitz from Overkill. This is Craig Owens, singer for Chiodos. This is the great Cat Guitar Shredder! This is Dax Riggs, but you're listening and maybe looking at things while you're listening to Japan Nick's rock and metal pandemonium. I don't even know what's going on.
That was just X from Blue Blood. Um, Blue Blood is honestly my favorite album from X Japan. Coming up next is the song, I guess, Silent Jealousy from uh, the album Jealousy from X Japan. And then right after that, uh, I'm going to play my interview with Yoshiki. That was from, I believe, August 27th. So stay tuned to WMSC 90.3.
And that was just Silent Jealousy, a live cut. Now, uh, coming up in about 10 seconds, like I want to do this right on the dot. Um, I'm going to air my interview from this August, that's August 27th, with uh, the drummer and pianist of X Japan, this guy Yoshiki. And uh, it it's going to be completely insane at the MSG show tomorrow night. Uh, you, you really, really want to hit that up. Um, you can check out a somewhat abridged version of this interview in the Aquarian Weekly. Just go to theaquarian.com and search for X Japan, and you'll be able to find it. The title is From the Tokyo Dome to Madison Square Garden. Now, here we go. This is my interview with Yoshiki from X Japan. Thanks a lot for listening. This is an interview with X Japan drummer and leader Yoshiki by Nick Perkel. In Japan, X played a number of shows at the Tokyo Dome. Is that looked at as the most prestigious venue out in Japan? And what does it mean for a musician to perform there? Oh yeah, Tokyo, Tokyo, Tokyo Dome. Ah uh, yes. Yes. So uh, we performed Tokyo Dome uh, so far eighteen times. Wow. Um, yes, it was kind of like uh, yeah, our dream to perform Tokyo Dome. That was a long time ago. So we started doing this. Then, yeah, it's, um, it's a kind of like, uh, how do you say? I mean, we, we played 18 times, so it's kind of like our, our home ground now. By now. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Do you remember any moments from the first night you played the Tokyo Dome? Yes, yes. Um, that was like a long time ago, it's in August. Uh, we were recording Los Angeles. Then was, I, I said to the record company at that time, our record company, Sony Record, said, when I perform Tokyo Dome, they're like, what? So I was, I was very confident uh, to sell out, but um, record company was not. But anyway, so we ended up selling out. Then same year we did three nights for that Tokyo Dome. Um, it was kind of like um, um, I don't know. I don't know. Like when we performed Tokyo Dome, uh, we kind of felt like we made it. <laughs> Something like that. I can imagine. Um, what inspired you to book Madison Square Garden for a live performance? Well. Um, we toured uh yeah 2010 we toured north america seven places like uh, we toured uh we performed los angeles oakland seattle uh, vancouver chicago toronto new york um we played venue somewhere around like 2000 or something like that around 2000 capacity venue um then the, the, uh, the reaction was amazing. The Australia 2011, we went to 16, 15 countries. Uh, they performed somewhere between 2,000 to 10,000 capacity venue. Um, then we had almost like a few years break because there was some, uh, some um, inside drama in the band. So then we decided to come back. So then we thought the Manson Square Garden is a perfect place to start. It's like uh, Japan's here again. Japan's coming back. So I know it's not. I don't think it's easy to pack that place, uh, especially coming from you know the band from Asia. But I think it's a good challenge. So I decided to do that. Yeah, like I've got to visit Madison Square Garden twice over the years, both times to see Axl Rose. Um, just to act. I remember Axl hadn't played live and I think since maybe about nine years when he played MSG in 2002 and that's a sellout show so I mean it, it can be done right 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 yeah so I, I I was just there a few weeks ago in New York and I went to see I went to National for Gardens for the meeting like the production meeting um for some reason we performed in a much bigger place many times but that place looked bigger which <laughs> was it's interesting I see. Now, when playing like a really notable gig like Madison Square Garden, how many people in your band are deciding what songs end up on the set list? I 
I'm the leader of the band, so I usually decide the how do you say the kind of first draft. So then, then I, I uh, we have meetings with the members. What do you think of this? Or how about this? But I can create the how do you say blueprint, something like that, you know. Um. Now I guess, tell me about this set list that you're planning for uh, the concert in October. Okay. So. Um, because it's much of forgotten, this is the first time we are bringing our exceptions like you know full uh, full, full, uh, full productions like like let's see drum riser and razor and everything outside of Japan. But when we toured uh, around the world, we kind of went like a kind of simple set, uh, a lot of reasons. But so this time we are bringing full production. So we're gonna have like a drum solo, piano solo, some of the probably guitar solo or it's going to be very cinematological show um, as well. So we're going to be performing uh, like our, our best hits as well as some of new, some new songs we've never even performed before. You think you'll be able to play any songs from Blue Blood? I think so. Yes, I think I we, we're going to perform a few songs from several songs from Blue Blood as well. Yes. Awesome. I love that album. Now, <laughs> Thank you. Do you fi- did you find that you had to change up any techniques in your drumming style after your doctor advised you to start wearing a neck brace? Yes. I think in 2009, I had, no, that was nine, yeah, I had a neck surgery. So then, actually, the doctor told me not to play you know, a drum anymore. So I say I'm a drummer, so I can not not play drums. So then the, the doctor said, "Then you have to do a neck brace, otherwise it's it's almost fatal if you if you injure your neck again." So so then you know, um, um, wearing neck brace is uh, sometimes you cannot. See the snare drum or tom, you know, the way I used to. So I had to kind of practice wearing neck brace. So, yeah, but that doesn't mean I play less. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna still play very aggressively. Yeah. Did any of your like old style change at all, or is it just pretty much like seeing you like 20 or 30 years ago? Well, I mean, our music styles has been, uh, how do you say, uh, like uh, evolving, like you know. So we um, we we are, we are just like uh, uh, adding more edge to it. I mean, but but, but some of the songs is it, like it's kind of amazing. Like we composed more than twenty years ago, but people still uh, love those songs. So it's great. So. It's, it's just we, you know, that could become some kind of classic by now. But we, but we, we also kept, uh, keep, uh, keep, uh, we also keep uh, trying to keep, you know, challenging the new sound as well. So, so it's a combination of our old song and the new songs. I've read in past interviews from you that you've been working on a new album and that Jade was to be the first song from it. Can you update me? On that album's progress. Yes, uh, we just had like almost a few years of the some band management issues. There, the I there was some like not, not inside, more like towards outside. So we had some lawsuit of towards all the management, or blah blah blah. So it was it was not like we couldn't really concentrate on recording. Uh, we are more, more like more like a political stuff, like you know. But um, we just started, uh, you know, uh, recording again. But meanwhile, I was also composing a few new, new songs. But I still think the Jade might be the first, uh, the best first track for the, the new album. So we just did a recording in Tokyo last week. That was last week? Yeah, yeah, the, the, the new song as well. Then we are planning on doing another recording at the end of this at the end of September in Tokyo. Yeah, I'm in Los Angeles right this moment. Um, so we are, I mean, you know, people are not going to believe when I say I'm going to release that album anymore because I kept saying the past, I don't know, past 10 years or so. <laughs> but we are getting closer and closer. So. Now, 
thinking about you releasing your song four for the American horror film Saw Four. Are you a fan of any 1980s horror films from Japan, like Evil Dead Shop, like AKA Shiro no Wana? Uh, to be honest, I'm kind of scared of horror films. So, ah. so the Saw Saw series was not completely horror in a horror film. It's like a, it's more like a mentally during interesting, you know. So. Yeah, when I composed the theme song, I was like, I was kind of scared to watch Saw, Saw series, but so I was, I did a theme song for Saw 4, so I had to watch Saw 1, 2, and 3. Then I kind of liked it, so maybe I'm, maybe I'm going to start watching more horror films then. So, but I was, I was really not a fan of horror films before. Oh, I see. Now, are there any songs that are going to be in Japanese on this next album, or is it all going to be in English for this next release? Okay. The last uh, North American tour, and also World Tour, even Europe and Southeast Asia, also as well as Latin America. Uh, some of the songs, like let's see, a song called Korean Night, we, we, I rewrote in English entirely. Then people started asking, like during the tour, if we they may want to hear more Japanese, I thought that was very interesting. So the towards the end of the tour, we started adapting more Japanese original lyrics into it. But we changed a little bit. Uh, let's see, verse with English, and then chorus with Japanese. So the new album, um, I'm intentionally adding some Japanese lyrics into it. So I would say. 80% English or 70-80% English, but we have still 20-30% Japanese. Now, do you have any interest in composing any speed metal type songs, like from the album Blue Blood, how that was? As long as it's cool, yes. We, I do have, I did write something super fast as well. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, we'll see. We are just we, 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 we have like maybe three more songs, or maybe, maybe well, actually one or two more songs to finish complete album. So we are deciding like a last one or two more songs. So maybe, you know, but we don't know yet at this point. Uh, can you tell me like how far along you are on that really like super fast song you just talked about? Well, I mean, when I write music, I wrote, I write in the music score. I don't even I don't even use any instruments, just music score. So even drum score I write in the score, uh, music score. So then when I decided this song might be a good, good song, so I, then I kind of program it to give it to members. Um, so uh, pretty much it, it, all the songs is completed in the music score. I see now. What type of subject matter is X Japan planning to use for the composition of the majority of the lyrics on this upcoming album? Well, I mean, it's, it's a variety, you know, but it's it's main um, subject maybe is like a life. Uh, but you know, we had very hard, uh, how do you say, hard time. I mean, our our, our band has a really. Um, has been dealing with a lot of big dramas, you know, such as members' death, and also personally, I my father committed suicide. So we have a lot of lyrics uh, talking about death and love and something like that. I see. Now, do you have any special secrets or techniques that pretty much guarantee an amazing outcome for recording or live sessions? Um, we just have to keep. Uh, we just have to try super hard. Okay. Now, tell me your experiences Energy with composing, even recording. So, I don't think there's no shortcut secret. Okay. Now, work hard. Yeah. Tell me your experiences with composing the Golden Globe Awards theme. Was it such an uh, I say honor for me to be even part of it? Um, yes, I I I, I attended. Uh, I was invited to go to Golden Globe. I was a few times. Then became friend of the member of the Hollywood Hollywood Press Association. 
they are rewarding growth. So then one day I was asked to compose theme song. I was like, whoa, that's really cool. I mean, I do rock uh, as well as I do classical music. So some of the members of HSPA, Foreign Press Association, uh, knew I composed these anniversary, I mean, theme song for the uh, Emperor of Japan, 10th, 10th year's anniversary. So... I composed piano concerto. So um, I think because Golden Globe is very, how you say, very prestigious. At the same time, Golden Globe is like a, has a party vibe because you know it's really defined on the Academy, uh, Academy Award or Grammy. So they uh, they do uh, uh, I mean during the award show they party like drink champagne and everything. So I had both sides. Uh, probably that might be the one of the reasons I was asked to do this, then I was very glad I asked. Uh, I did that. Now, thinking back on the 10-year anniversary song for Japanese Emperor Akihito, do you see yourself doing any more compositions in specific support of any other Japanese political figures? Um, if, 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 you know, uh, timing's right, if, if, if everything's right, so if, if I think this is Good, so there was a possibility. Uh, right this moment, I'm composing the things, I mean, you know, and album. Uh, actually, I have another project I'm composing, but uh, you will know soon. It's a big, big project. Uh, yes, um, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be doing that. Actually, actually, I'm doing this right this moment, come to, come to think of it. Yes, but I cannot say yet. Probably I'm going to announce it next, next month or so. Okay, excellent. Um, now, what part of your program when it was on SiriusXM was the most rewarding for you? Oh, SiriusXM? Um, yeah. I used to have a uh, Yoshiki radio. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I really enjoyed doing that. I enjoyed doing that. Then, so... The band kind of became like, a, you know, how do you say, uh, a two, three years break. So, I'm then now so we, are, we are we are coming back. So probably, I mean, if there's a chance, I may wanna do that again. You know. You think maybe you might do like maybe just one episode, like a uh, couple weeks before the concert at Madison Square Garden. Exactly. <laughs> I was just having a meeting about that. So I that's interesting you asked me. Yeah, um, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now, looking back on your South by Southwest piano battle with your hologram, if you could do it again, what would be different about that day? I would do a piano. I mean, I'm going to do uh, the music battle against, let's see if I play piano. Or I'm gonna do. I'm gonna play against my own a drum or piano battle against my you know drummer or pianist. So that might be interesting. Now, um, you got to meet Baby Metal in France earlier this year. Being that the Madison Square Garden date is meant to be the kickoff for a world tour, will Baby Metal be on any of the dates of this world tour? <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, yeah, actually, I met, I, well, that was in London. Actually, I was in Europe. So I was doing uh, some promotional and also some of the, some of the uh, parents in the event in Paris. So also I had to go to London for the meeting. Then I found out there's a baby meter performing that day at night. So I was like, oh, we have the same promoter there. So I just went to see. And, uh, I thought it was really cool. So... Um, I mean, you know, I never know. Uh, I mean, I, 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 right, I, right this moment, so we are not really confirmed to do the world tour yet, I mean, except by itself. But we are planning on doing this. But almost, right this moment, we are like really, really concentrating on uh, our MSG. So that's like everything that's all, all about MSG right this moment. But after MSG, we may, we may do the world tour. So then... If that kind of thing happens, so there may be a chance with, you know, I mean, 
and that's them. So they are very amazing groups. So yeah, there's a possibility, I guess. Would you like to go back to any questions? Uh, I just want to say, you know, um, to my fans, like, you know, um, uh, we, you know, Japan has a, a, a lot of dramas, like, you know, we we started in Japan, we started doing arenas, and it's, it's, it's a world tour, but we, we uh, well, before that we broke up, and then uh, our, member pa- our member passed away, and, but the, the thing is, like, um, our fans has been always, uh, 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 they, uh, they supported us, uh, any, uh, every single aspect of our, our, our life. So I really wanna, I give back to them of like all we have. So, so then I think that my social garden show is gonna be one of the, the most memorable moment we are trying to create. So I would like you, I would like my son to join us. For that show. Any final words? <laughs> uh, or do you I, feel like you just already did? Any final ones? Uh, just, 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 my dear, our dear fans, thank you so much for being supportive. Uh, uh, without you, without you guys, we don't, we, we don't exist. So, thank you for being part of our, uh, our life, Japan's life. Thank you, Yoshiki. This has been an interview with ex-Japan drummer and leader Yoshiki by Nick Perkel. Thank you so much. Thank you you so much. Hope everybody got a kick out of that. And um, you can check out a condensed version of that in the Aquarian Weekly. You should totally pick up uh, this week's issue of the Aquarian Weekly. That's the October 8th one. And... um, now coming up, I'm going to play, I suppose, Rusty Nail from the last live concert in 1997. Here we go.